Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thank you for listening today. A little while back, I had a request from a friend who asked me to share about resolving conflict. So I want to take some time and talk about that today. Our last con- podcast was about the power of a pure conscience, taken from the book I wrote called Love, Leadership, and Influence with the subtitle, The Power of Transforming Relationships. So in reality, where do our conscience struggles really arise the most from? From within our relationships. Relationships can be very tricky. They're very worthwhile and they're very precious, but they can be really tricky. So the Bible tells us in James 3, 2, for we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to reign in the whole body as well. Wow, that's a tall order to really not stumble in what we say in our relationships and what we communicate to other people and how we answer and how we respond to difficult situations or to things that someone else does or says to us. The Bible says here, if we can answer, learn to answer in, in, in a way that is good and that is right, that we can reign our whole body. Wow. Reign in our whole body. That's, that's pretty cool. And that's, that's really something to aspire to. So we find us ourselves in a place where our conscience struggles most often in the midst of our relationships and how we communicate in those relationships. That's hard. It's hard to handle things that come up and conflicts that come up, and they will. They do. They come up very consistently. And I'll tell you what, there seems right now to be so much strife, so much division, so much offense and bitterness among people today. Sadly, there's often a great deal of that within the local churches as well. Not not to mention even members of our own family. There will never be a day on this earth where the opportunity to be offended and to have conflict will not exist. I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, it seems more prevalent than at other times. Sometimes it feels like it comes in waves where it just seems like, wow, another difficult situation. Another person that I'm shocked that they just said that or that they were harsh or that they responded that way. In my 65 years of life, there's been a great deal of opportunity for conflict, let me say. I don't know whether having a great big family uh, lends itself a little bit more to that. I'm sure it probably does because you got you have more people that you're working with. Sometimes I've handled those opportunities in a good way where I was actually somewhat of a peacemaker and able to bring uh, a positive resolution. But there have been times where offense, hurt, insecurity, self-preservation ended up escalating the conflict. There have even been times where I, ha- and I'm not proud of this, where I've spoken to others about an offense and then that caused the conflict to grow and other people to be offended. It just spreads when you have a conflict and you don't resolve it properly with the right people face to face 
and with humility and you go tell other people about it instead, and I have done that, it causes that thing to grow. It causes other people to grasp that offense as well, and then they become offended with you. It's interesting. It just sometimes really strikes me anew how the inability to deal with conflict is wreaking havoc in our churches so often. It causes people to leave churches in droves. I'll never forget the time a prominent pastor, who's a dear friend of ours, used his church picture directory to illustrate how many people had left his church over conflict or offense over the last several years. Of all the pictures in the directory that had been taken a few years early, earlier, 75 to 80% were crossed out due to the fact that they had left, mostly over offense or conflict that had never properly been resolved. Oh, it's discouraging. I was talking to a dear friend, and, and she had shared with me that she barely knew anyone in her church anymore because of the turnover. And I realized sometimes people leave, obviously, for legitimate reasons when they leave a church. But often, far too often, it's due to unresolved conflict or offense. So I guess I kind of want to pose a question. And I'm probably being a little more direct in this podcast than maybe I've been in some of the others. But I want to ask the question, when are we going to be brave enough to handle conflict in such a way that it doesn't end in bitterness and separation, in gossip and in offense. It seems to me a lot of times that those have become the acceptable sins. Like, oh, they're, they're not at all on par with drinking, smoking, homosexuality, immorality. <clears throat> they're just kind of normal things we do. You know, gossip, offense, anger, frustration, unresolved frustration with people. In Galatians 5, there's a list of the deeds of the flesh, and, and there's a warning in there that says we could lose the hope of heaven if we practice these things, if like we just let them go and act like they don't matter and just adopt them as part of our lifestyle. And here's, here's part of the list. Drunkenness, carousing, idolatry, immorality, but it also lists Enmities, which means actively being opposed or hostile to someone. Strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissensions, which means disagreement that leads to discord. Factions, which means conflict within an organization. They're all listed on the same par and in that same list with these other things that we often look at and think, oh, those are the serious things. Fighting, disputes, unresolved conflict, staying bitter towards someone, having bitter judgments. Those are just part of life. I mean, hey, we all, we all live like that, right? We all have those things. Like I said, in our last conflict, we talk, uh, podcast, we talked about having a pure conscience. And in order to have a pure conscience, we have to learn how to deal with these issues properly. These kind of things, they're just not acceptable. They are weakening the church and they are blurring how we represent God. 
You know, God doesn't quit on people. He doesn't walk away from us because he's disappointed in us or we're offensive or we hurt his feelings or anything like that. But we are oftentimes very quick to do that. Of course, there are at times valid reasons for separating from a church or a group. But sometimes we use discernment or accusation as an excuse far too often. I honestly believe it's vital for us to grow up in regard to our relationships. To learn how to go to people, to learn how to go to leaders, to family members, others, and resolve conflict rather than cutting and running away so easily, rather than cutting people off in our life. Learn how to resolve conflict. In the world we live in, uh, there's just so much chaos, so much backbiting, so much distrust. If we learn how to honestly relate one to another face-to-face, the way the Bible teaches us, we can cut that off in our lives, in our churches, in our families. Think about this. If, if we were in the military, we couldn't just opt out if someone offends us or says something we don't like. But sometimes in our churches, something even small that we disagree with, uh, music, the length of the message, the pastor said something that rubbed us the wrong way, someone ignored us, we were inconvenienced and asked to do too much. You know, I've even heard people say, oh, the pastor, like on Sunday mornings, he, he didn't greet me, he didn't see me. We shouldn't be walking away and separating for things like that. This is where... I believe we need to learn, and I know it's hard. I know, I know this is challenging, but we need to learn how to just grow up and say, you know what, I am really going to learn how to have a pure conscience in my relationships. I'm going to learn how to communicate in such a way that brings restoration, that brings healing, that represents being a peacemaker. Hebrews 12, 14 and 15 says, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. I can't tell you the amount of times that I have seen one person become offended, and it becomes a root of bitterness, and it springs up, causes trouble, and many become defiled. I've sometimes have seen hundreds of people leave a church over one person's offense because those kind of things can spread like wildfire. But we have the ability to do it right. You know, I believe, I'm speaking, I'm sure, mostly to women here. We have the power to influence. We can spread our offense to our husbands, our friends, And not only create a dynamic where we separate, but we often take many with us. This should not be the case. Proverbs 18.1 says, He who separates himself is a fool and argues against all sound wisdom. We have to learn to face things and not separate, not run. Not run based on offense. Not run based on having our feelings hurt or disagreeing with something minor. So that means we have to face pain, face offense, maybe even rudeness at moments. 
We have to learn how to first pray and say, God, how do you want me to handle this? This was obviously an issue. Um, this hurt my feelings. This was wrong. Um, second, we have to become very astute, very good at forgiving people. Like we should be excellent at giving forgiveness. And then third, when it's necessary, we need to learn to go to people with kindness and truth and bring resolution to the situation with humility and not defensive. Go with the desire to bridge the gap and to bring peace. There have been times in my life where people have offended me many times. But I can remember back in the day early on when I was first learning these lessons, I remember one young woman was harsh with me about something that was very minor. She was harsh with me in front of a group of people. And boy, I was so hurt and so offended. I just shut down immediately. And my initial thought was, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk to her anymore. That was really unkind, very embarrassing. And I spent a couple of days and just thought about it. And I realized that her relationship was very valuable to me. And so after I had talked to the Lord about it, I went to her and I said, listen, you mean a lot to me. Your relationship is very valuable to me. What you said really offended me and embarrassed me. And I, I, you mean too much to me for me to hold that in and to ignore it. I want to, I want to get this right with us. And I feel it's necessary to talk to you about it. And she ended up being very gracious, um, she didn't mean to be that way, and we were able to move forward in our relationship in a really good way. So that's oftentimes a very good approach to someone. It's just reminding them how valuable they are to you and that you really must have this thing resolved. Now, I know there are irreconcilable differences. I get that. I get the fact that there are things that people do that are go beyond our ability to mend I understand that. But in many, many, many cases that people excuse as mm, they're not able to be fixed, oftentimes they are. We just don't want to. We don't want to humble ourselves. We don't want to go that extra mile. I've seen parents alienated from their children for years because they don't want to do what it takes to really bridge that gap and really walk in great humility and really pursue that young person, even you know, maybe the kid's doing something that you completely disagree with and maybe they've offended you. Maybe they've hurt you, but we have to pursue. We can't consider relationships expendable and like they don't matter. We have to be good at resolving conflict. Acts twenty four sixteen says, I also do my best to maintain a blameless conscience, both before God and before people. May I encourage you to be brave to choose the heart and the character of God toward others, to fight for your relationships, fight for your destiny, fight for your family, fight for your church and your church relationships, fight to have a pure conscience and to resolve every conflict that you have the ability to resolve. Don't break off relationships easily. Hold fast, be humble, put others first. And if there are relationships that have been broken, because of an unwillingness to do this, do your best to mend them, to go after them. This is a big part of God's value system, and we have to be willing to go there. He lists these things as vital and important in our life, and we need to be in agreement with Him. Thank you so much for being with me today. Love you.
Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.